chat GPT and oh any crap. No way. I got it on my list, right? <laughs> yeah, chat BG. I have to I have three pages of notes. <laughs> of the mighty van halen we came here to entertain you leaving here we aggravate you don't you know it means the same to us as we record episode number 133 of the promo upfront podcast i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always let's call him the field marshal of follow-up the admiral of ai himself the one and only mm. kirby hossman kirby how does it feel to be home and have you moved into your new home i haven't asked yet yeah no it feels great to be back in Coshocton, not in the new place yet uh big progress being made each day so that's good uh, i think you and i've talked about this it's like as long as things are moving in the right direction i'm kind of good don't get me wrong yeah. super impatient but it, it's going well it feels so good, good to be back home um as you know i left a little bit like a day early i'm really glad i did because it was a long travel day and so i got yeah. to enjoy my birthday here in town and so yeah things are going well how about you bud uh, same here, had a great expo, best expo I've ever had, bar none. It was That's a really, awesome. really great show. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. The energy was back, uh, was. The, the vibrancy was back, everything's back. After the really weird four weeks I had leading up to expo, yeah. I'm really happy to be home. That's for sure. But as I was thinking about Expo last week, it, it got me to thinking, Kirby, which I know shocks you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw Hirsch's amazing booth last week at Expo in Vegas, but it was the talk of the show because they had, I don't know, the new branding they have completely on point. Yep. They have those fabulous retail brands that's, you know, for everybody to see and touch. Yep. And they have a staff that truly cares about the success of their distributor partners. But they don't want us to talk about that, Kirby. They don't no. want us to talk about that at all. <laughs> Would you like to know what they want us to talk about, Kirby? Ooh, what's that, Bill? Well, I'm glad you asked. They want us to share some of the best worst, okay, the best worst pickup lines that they heard last week in Las Vegas. Oh, dear God. Right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. here we go. This is a brace for impact moment. Are you ready? <laughs> really? so this is the best worst pickup lines the people at Hirsch heard last week at okay. Expo. Number okay. one. Hi, my name's Microsoft. Can I crash in your room tonight? Oh man, that's this is like dad joke central. <laughs> no, I, it, it's it, that's that's the only dad joke. One. Okay, okay. All right. Wow, your name must be either Sage or ESP because you've got everything I've been searching for. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Thanks, Hirsch. Man. All right. Man, the Mandalay Bay Wi-Fi must be strong because I'm definitely feeling a connection. <laughs> God, I'm glad I'm not single. <laughs> All right. You ready? Here's another one. Hey, you know what's on the menu at Eye Candy? Me and you. Oh, I quit. I quit. What? Because it's me and you? Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, last one. <laughs> my parents always told me to chase my dreams, which is why I'll be following you around all night long. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. 
I'm so glad I was able hey. to hear those through these her, the, the JBL headphones when I listen to this, right? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> hey, here's the thing. You won't need cheesy pickup lines if you're looking to partner with the one of the best, the best <laughs> supplier, not one of the best, the best supplier of premium retail brands in the promotional products industry. Of course, I'm talking about our good pals over at Hirsch. So if you didn't make it to the show their booth last week in Las Vegas, but you're going to ASI Fort Worth, fret not. They're going to be at booth 724. And if you're not heading over to ASI Fort Worth, that's okay too. Head over to hirschpromo.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, uh, now that you need probably to take a shower, but you do. do have you do have the upfront section of the podcast this week. So why don't you uh, give us a nice palate cleanser as I've just creeped everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I ironically, my my topic this time is, you know, we we we've gone through Vegas now, lived through whatever that was. Yep. Um, and and uh I actually was at the Tom show. So right as soon as the shows are over, um the, the Vegas show's over. I mean, gosh, there were there were a couple suppliers that I talked to today that literally sure. flew from Vegas, got to you know, home and then went directly to Cincinnati. Right. The Tom shows Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, and Detroit. And then of course ASI Fort Worth is like literally right after that. Um, so right. that that hasn't happened, but we're in the middle of that trade show season for us. And I I wanted to know, and I, I've got a couple prepared here, just some basic yep. takeaways that I've seen, sort of observations so far through Expo and then the Tom show today of a couple things that I've noticed so far um for 2023. Um and like I say I can kind of give you a couple give you some food for thought and no, then you can give first. me a, you want to go first? Okay. No, yeah, I don't mind. So first thing obviously in-person meetings are back. Uh, that that that's clear and that's obvious. So I'm not going to belabor the point there. It's really good though. The energy last week, yeah, the energy last week, I assume I know it was the same at ASR Orlando. I wasn't there, but I've heard from too many people to know it's true. Yeah. I would assume the same as is at the Tom show, which is a traveling regional show. That's number one. In-person events are back. I think one of the things I really took away from last week, our industry really isn't about the product. Even mm -hmm. when it's distributor to supplier, yes, they're mm -hmm. going to talk about products. They're going to show you merchandise, but it's really about those wonderful relationships mm -hmm. that are fostered when you partner together mm -hmm. and solve an end user client issue. And so while I did see some new products last week, what I saw more than anything else was that bonding, that relationship building that's so critical to our industry. Mm -hmm. And the the third thing I, I think, and we've talked about this, and this is something Cliff Quicksell has, has beaten into every presentation mm -hmm. he's given in a good way, is how important packaging is now that's really, great. truly becoming in our industry. You know, you've got some great companies like The Chest and uh, so, so Warwick does some great packaging. There's a lot of companies that do that, but even the actual suppliers themselves are really all in on packaging and creating as best they can, a cost-effective experience that's memorable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And, and it's funny. It was a conversation. That's not one of mine, but it was a conversation I had with multiple suppliers where they're like, well, here's the product but look at yep. how it's packaged. So I think that's really good. So mine, uh, I had three uh, that number one, mm -hmm. and it goes to, I think your first one, we are hungry for in-person networking, in-person yep. events. We're hungry to get back and kind of either reestablish those relationships, strengthen those relationships or create those relationships. I agree hundred mm -hmm. percent. That was my number one. Yeah. Number two, this year, I, it, my observation, especially after today, I'm seeing more innovation and more new products than I've seen in about three years. And that just makes sense. 
right? Yeah, it makes with, total sense. Yeah, sure. with 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 the pandemic and and you know supply chain and all that sort of thing. But it was actually kind of fun and refreshing to like I had several products where I was like, ooh, that's fun. And I haven't done that honestly for about right. two or three years. Um that's awesome. Yeah. So that part was cool. And I'm not, not even a specific supplier. There was and it, what was also cool was uh we split up. We took a whole team to the Tom show and we went in different places. Yeah. And the stuff I saw was completely different than the stuff Emily and Kelly saw. And like I was showing them video, which by the way, pro tip, I did what Bill said and just did video of all the things that were interesting with audio. So yeah. I do listen to you occasionally. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. But Somebody was, does at least. Yeah, it was so cool because like they kept going, well, where was that one at? Where was, I didn't see that. And so it was neat to see how we all had different perspectives, but man, there, I really thought kudos to the folks who were doing it because there was there was more innovative and cool products this year awesome. and then my final uh thing is right now you know at, during this crazy trade show season or you mentioned orlando i apologize i forgot about that orlando uh That's vegas okay. the tom shows asi fort worth asi fort worth yeah i'm like supplier reps and multi-line reps are just the rock stars of this industry how yeah. they like God love you folks. Like that, like the level of travel and exhaustion and, and work that those folks do, especially during this window of time, yeah. kudos. Like I, yeah. I was on, you know, the, the OPA board there for a while and, you know, in going through just as regionals, you get back from Vegas like, and they're jumping and going to, to Fort Worth. It's yeah. Their level of work is so impressive. So no question. I, I love the three you came up with. And I want to add to that last one. There was someone who posted in the promotional products professionals Facebook group today. Okay. Uh, squawking about how I'm still waiting on, on um, response for quotes I need from Vegas. And <laughs> I about blew my promo gasket because, and all I said was have some grace. These people are tired. They're hardworking, exactly what you just said. They're, it's not, and I said, it's not like they're coming off back-to-back -back shows and, oh, by the way, they're probably going to a show next week as well. Yeah. So maybe a little grace that, yeah. you know, and, and what I said was suppliers have nothing to gain by not getting you your quote right. in an expedient uh, manner. Yeah. So there's not, they're, what, you know, what, to go back to what you always ask, what do you win by winning? Yeah. They win nothing by doing that. So yeah. they're not doing that intentionally. So, the, so yes. And you know, I mean, I just said what mm -hmm. I said, right now, the yep. one thing, if I were to give, you know, a lot of suppliers uh, feedback in this way is they go to these shows mm -hmm. building something around there being a, a procedural piece where they do follow up. Yep. That's not something we do as an industry super well. No. I'm not actually picking on the people who are supplier reps because they're going from show to show, but having something foundationally yeah. around your organization that helps you follow up with those leads is not something we do as, as an industry. Well, as a matter of fact, one time I went to a, uh, an EME and I then followed up with the suppliers and said, Hey, here are the projects we talked about. And I yeah. had one supplier rep say, Oh, don't do that. We, we, we can't keep up. I'm like, well, what the hell was the point of the exercise? So, so yeah, I, 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 I it, it's finding that balance, right? It, it is finding that balance. And I think maybe there's a, if they, you can have like a home team that sits yes, there and that's they right. deal that's with exactly the, right. the, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. Hey, you know, what else is a great point, Kirby? What's up, Bill? If distributors, hey, distributors, question for you. Is your marketing working? Well, if you can't say hell yes, then you got an issue. You need to reach out to Promo Pulse. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy to use. You can customize it. Set it, forget it in five five minutes. 
Learn more at promopulse.io slash amp. All right, Kirby. That leads me directly into my next topic, which is okay. following up after a trade show. Sweet. Okay. We, see, we don't even talk about this stuff. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Excuse me. I've got the Vegas cough, right? Yeah, it's all good. Still, still coming down from all that. All right. Um, it can be an onerous and overwhelming task to follow yeah. up on a trade show. But I want to know if you had any tips for distributors on how to do that. I've got a couple, of course, I prepared. If you want me to go, I'll go. But if nope. you've got some tips for follow-up, go. You want yeah, me to go? So, no, no. So real quickly, so I can clarify. So when you say yeah. distributors, you're, you're saying that the distributor is the attendee. Yes. And, and following up with them. Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> it, it's following up. It's both, really. It's yeah. all the things you need to follow up on. So it could be supplier to distributor. Mm-hmm. It could be distributor to supplier. It could be also be distributor to end user if they were at the show and they've told their end yeah. users, I'm looking for specific products for a uh, uh, an event you have down the road. So basically, it, I, I know it's kind of lame, but it's all in all catch-all. Yeah. It's a catch-all for following up after a giant event like that. Yeah. So I, there's a couple off the top of my head and then I'll let you go. Cause like you said, we're, you prepared. Yeah. So when it comes to like a show that I've hosted, so I think so, this will put me in the supplier right. booth. Like one of the mm-hmm. things I'm really big on is having something that auto follows up a little bit, you know what I mean? So yeah. that there is like something that puts my face back in the name, in the inbox or whatever, the people who've gone. So tagging people and whether that's through scanning or whatever, but something that automates that because when there's so many, it's really hard to do it personally, but doing yep. it in a way so that what you're back in front of them after. Um, and for me, then on the other side of it, it is, I think so many times we get done with whether it's an EME or a Vegas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the moment that we leave that thing, we're already back into the whirlwind, checking email, doing whatever, yeah. taking a day where, mm-hmm. or half a day where you literally go back through all those pictures on your phone while it's still fresh in your mind and literally going old school and making just a word document of all the things that you need to follow up with. That's what I did on the flight, the flights home. I had two pages of of notes that I'm probably 50 to 75% of the way through, but I, I felt so much better that I was, I'm going to follow up with them because I've taken them out of my brain and not, I'm not, trying to store it there. Cause I always say that the brain right. is a good place to come up with ideas, a bad place to store them. And so yeah. just doing a brain dump and then printing it or how, again, regardless of technology, but having a place where you do that and then right. get back to being systematic. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's no, I think that does. And, and, and I have some similar tips again, what you came up with is perfect. You know, a lot of people, they think, Oh man, the trade show's over. I can relax, man. That's when the real work begins totally, in totally. my opinion. And so what I do is all the specific follow-ups, people I met at the show, things I had on the, on the back burner before the show. I, again, I use my calendar as my task list. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I, I will put things on there. So the first thing I did as I was on the flight uh, at five 30 in the morning on Thursday, cause I took an <laughs> early flight. I made I filled my calendar. I yeah. filled my calendar for things I needed to do Friday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So that by the end of the day, we're recording on Wednesday, by the end of the day on Wednesday, I'm pretty much done with my follow-up. And nice. every time I do one of those tasks, I delete it. So it's just, Hey, maybe it's call Kirby Hossman or send Kirby an email. Once I do that, boom, off my list. Done. It's done. It's over with balls in your court. So that's number one. Number two, we've already talked about this. Patience is key, yeah. especially when it comes to suppliers coming off the road. So many shows, they, they really are the, unsung uh sleepless rock stars of our industry and so i think that's a great point 
And I think when you do follow up, and this is one thing I think we don't do as an industry well, you said, and that's 100% correct. We do not do follow up well. Yep. When you know people's time, is, right now, time is everybody's most valuable resource. Yeah, for sure. So when you're asking for something, be direct, be succinct, be brief, and move on. Yeah. No flowery emails, just, I know you're busy, so let me get right to the point. I need this sample by X, be targeted and specific. When do you need it by? Let them prioritize. Yeah. And don't, don't do what a lot of supply or distributors do. Not everything's a rush. Yeah, if it's a rush, 100%. then that's, if it's truly a rush, that's fine. But I will tell you in talking to my supplier friends, and I know you've had these conversations too, literally about 80 to 85% of the requests that come in are rush. Yeah. That's not true. That's yeah. not accurate. And what you're doing is you're creating the monster you're trying to avoid because yeah. everybody's running around with their hair on fire and you're wondering, why can't I get a response? Well, there's a billion other people that are, have rushes too. Yeah. So use the word rush you just judiciously. So that's, okay. that, that was, those are my, my tips. All yeah, right, Kirby. Got I think the, the home oh, team thing, the home team thing that you have that you mentioned is a really good one. Cause yeah. again, I think that those folks, the best supplier reps, the best multi-line reps, mm -hmm. the best, they have somebody internal that then they yep. go, Hey, I'm forwarding it. And it, it again, it just makes it when you can have fun with it, you call this is our rapid response team. You're going to get it. You're gonna, and, and then you're going to get it a response back within 12 hours or whatever like that, yeah. man. If I'm a distributor, that would be okay. Now you've got my attention. Yeah. You exactly. got my attention. I know it's yeah. easy to say and not solve staffing issues and things like yeah. that, but yeah, it it's right. fun to think about. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah. This is something I've actually wanted to talk to you about for a while, but it's been kind of weird, yeah. you know, with all the timing and stuff. So yeah. uh, chat GPT and oh, any crap. No way. I got it on my list, right? <laughs> yeah. Chat BG. I have to, I have three pages of notes. Yes. Let's go. Chat GPT. Let's go, Kirby. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready. Well, that or AI. I mean, it, obviously chat GPT is one of them. Yeah. And yeah. It, and you dancing is magical. Um, so it, it just is such a conversation point in marketing right now. So, yep. I, I, you know, I've done, I, I don't know that I would consider myself uber educated, but I'm, I'm, I'm working mm -hmm. on it. Okay. And whenever there's something new like this, you know, uh, people tend to either ignore it. They are scared. So they put their head in the sand. Some people mm -hmm. embrace it and lean in. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts? I have some thoughts. I'm sure you do. What do you I think do. we should do? So I'm just going to, cause I did prepare for this as a topic yeah. without your knowledge. Yeah, again, yeah, exactly. No. So just to, for people who don't know, ChatGPT is a project from a company called OpenAI, and it's their attempt to make communicating with AI feel smooth and natural, almost like having a conversation between people. Yeah. So you can ask it questions in an instant message like interface, and it's going to probe all its knowledge and answer those questions in full sentences to mimic the rhythm of a conversation. That's what ChatGPT is. Yeah. So the more specific you are, the more specific your results are. So it's definitely better, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, the better the question. Yeah, yeah, that's actually right. part of the magic is, is asking the right yeah. questions and what, yeah. Correct. So uh, my my thought on it is that, you know, what one of the things I've heard a lot about chat GPT is it's going to make blogs irrelevant. It's mm -hmm. going to make content marketing irrelevant. Right. Um, to me right now, when I look at chat GPT and what it is, to me, it's a more enhanced Google. Right. It's almost like, yeah, so I think it'd be great for searching for topics maybe, mm -hmm. but it's not there yet. Now I'm not saying it won't get there. I, 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 I've dove in full force on this because yeah. 
you know, Josh Robbins and I, a good friend of both of ours, we have a running conversation. One of my favorite groups is the Beatles of all time. It's Me it's too. Van Halen and the Beatles, and they flip flop. He hates the Beatles. Absolutely yeah, hates them. It, it's very bizarre. <laughs> And I actually did in chat GPT and it took me a few tries to get there. And I said, please, you know, basically write an argument that Bill Petrie and Josh Robbins are having about the Beatles. And it got it pretty close. I'm not going to lie. I shared <laughs> with Josh. He was like, holy crap. Um, so you ask the right questions, you get, you get interesting answers. But one of the things it doesn't do, and it probably will at some point, it doesn't have that human touch yet. It right. still feels very... Not very. It still feels very robotic. And I know mm -hmm. that's not the right word, but it's close as I can get. I don't think AI can truly convey emotion yet. I, I'm sure it will get there. And I'm sure it'll get there to the point where it's confusing. Yeah. Um, but we're not there yet. I think what I do see with this is though, it, it it's scary, but don't be so scared that you don't educate yourself about it. Because yeah. the way the way it's going, I think it's 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 only going to increase. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the the take I'm, and I'll be the first to say. I mean, I've watched quite a few videos, and again, Chat GPT is one of one of these many tools. Yeah, like, um, and one of the things I guess I say is that you can put your head in the sand, you can ignore it, you can do whatever. I think this is a little bit like every new technological advancement. Let's just use Facebook yep. as an example. I know it's different, but yep. but. For an analogy, I think for a long time, people were like, social media is a fad. Facebook's going away. Right. Businesses shouldn't be on it. That's that's just right. for, for cat pictures, whatever. But the, right. but the people who leaned in got like exorbitant results because yeah. it was evolving. And so mm -hmm. by the time Facebook evolved their algorithm, like it, it used to be, if you posted it, everybody saw it because right. they, you were a part of that. And I think that the people who lean in early on stuff like this and yeah. yeah, not everything's going to work, but you have to experiment. I mean, yeah. we are playing with different things where it's like, yeah, you're not going to write my blog post, but will you come up, help me come up with topics for blog posts or help, exactly. me, help me come up with quotes, help me, exactly. and then, then we'll redo then the graphics. And so it's like yeah. those of us who lean in and try it, just like Facebook, early adopters got more results. I think the same is going to be true. We need to lean in and say, okay, I'm not going to be afraid of it replacing me. Right. How do I help it enhance me? And I think right. those who do that are going to be further ahead. I, I like what you just said there. It, I, you can't be afraid that it's going to replace you because it's one of those things you can't control, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's going to, it's going <laughs> it's, to. Yeah, that's right. Um, but learning it and making that a priority is important. You know, one thing I wrote down is that from a perspective, you know, again, the thing I hear so much is this is going to really make human um, uh, driven content marketing obsolete. It's going to be all AI. And I'm not at the point yet. I want to consume content from a machine. Yeah. Now, maybe that makes me a dinosaur, but that doesn't stop me from learning about it and understanding it because I want to understand what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And I am afraid of, I mean, we think we could have a whole topic about AI. Right. I'm very afraid of what AI is going to do to us as a society. That's that, But that does not preclude me from learning as much as I can about it. So I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think these are those type of tools. Yeah, I think that's the key though, is is leaning in now, mm -hmm. learning what you can learn, figuring out how it can enhance what we do and kind yep. of going from, and can, again, controlling the things we can control. Yeah. So.
Yeah, I like it. So, no, great. Uh, so something else that scares the absolute hell out of me is that Scotland is proposing a ban on alcohol branding. Uh, this <laughs> is from our good friends over at Promo Marketing. Okay. So the goal is, from the government's perspective, to reduce the attractiveness of alcohol, especially to younger folks. Okay. So it's very similar to how many countries have really banned that for tobacco, United States being one of them. So what would this would mean for alcohol brands? They would not able to be able to advertise their products on signage or any promotional products. Hmm. Now, the Scottish government argument is that young people who own branded items like T-shirts or caps are twice as likely to drink alcohol as those who don't. Okay, time least, can I ask a question? Yeah. 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 So the people who own all branded merchandise or just branded merchandise of the alcohol brand? Branded merchandise of the alcohol brand. I'm sorry okay, to make that, that very. That clear. would that would make sense. That would make more sense. Yeah. That I have a I have a squeezy uh, coaster, and right. so I drink alcohol. <laughs> right. No. So the goal is to remove that automatic association of alcohol and good times that people make through branding. That's okay. what their stated goal is. Okay. Now the distiller's response is, you know, that every distiller in the country has merchandise that not only boosts uh, their product. But it's also a vital revenue stream for them for tourism, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. so it's 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 a big damage, I think, if this goes through to tourism in Scotland. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So the meaning is obviously yep. no more branded merchandise for Scotch whiskey. Yep. And I wanted to get your perspective on that. So uh, the thing that my mind jumps to immediately is yeah. this flies in the face of every time a governmental agency says that people are wasting money by using right. branded merchandise because right. we have made a point of making branded merchandise illegal because it's so effective. It's too effective. It's too <laughs> it's, effective. It's, so you can't also make the argument that it's wasteful and doesn't create change. Like, so yeah. that's the thing I'm like, I, I you can't have Scott, both. Yeah, yeah, you can't be both sides of this argument. And so yeah. that's that's the first thing that pops into my head. I, I don't yeah. obviously I'm a branded merch person, so I'm gonna be anti them outlawing right. it, but I just keep coming back to it can't be wasteful and amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like it can't be useless and so impactful that it harms our youth. Like it yeah. can't be both things. Absolutely. And so I'm going to look at it from the perspective of, I don't like government interference. Sure. I, I like commerce. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like legislating morality. Yeah. This is not, and the only comparison I can draw is Joe Camel or Spuds McKenzie. Spuds McKenzie for Bud Light in the late eighties, Joe Camel around yeah. the same time for Camel cigarettes. Both one was literally a cartoon. The other one was a cartoony figure yep. and it was definitely targeted at the youth yeah so i think there's merit to those discussions yeah when you're talking about scotch whiskey um if you look at the brands the glenlivet uh any any of them johnny walker it's generally block print the name is the logo yeah. I'm sorry, I don't see an 11 year old kid in his kilt putting on a ball cap and saying, now I need to go have some haggis down at the pub and get hammered on Johnny Walker. So I don't love that interference. I think, again, to your point, you can't have both sides of that coin. It's either effective or it's not. And you, yeah. you can't have both sides of that coin. And in the case of Scotland, especially you're trying to legislate against your own country's identity. Yeah. Your identity is golf 
in scotch. <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> that, that's it. Okay. I, I am almost 100% Scotsman. Okay. Yeah. You're legislating against your own country's identity. And to me, that just seems so foolish. This feels like a headline grab. It feels like it's nothing more than a bunch of saber rattling. Hopefully nothing comes of it. But I, I, I you know, I see these things. And I'm like, okay, Look, I'm all for nobody drinking irresponsibly when they're 11. I don't think anyone in the <laughs> world would argue that that's not a bad, that's a good thing to make sure the kids on, you know, under yeah. a certain age don't drink. This is silly. Yeah. This is silly. You know what else is silly, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, some of those cheesy pickup lines are good pals <laughs> over at Hirsch. I'm going to share my favorite one with you one more time. Your name must be their sage or ESP because you have everything I've been searching for. Oh, um, but you know what, so for those of you who are searching, <laughs> I know, but for those of you who are searching for the best supplier in the industry, when it comes to retail premium brands and packaging, look no further than our friends over at Hirsch. They've got it all. You referenced JBL headphones. Mm -hmm. They've got some really wonderful, wonderful partners, uh, whether it's nimble on the, uh, the product sustainability side, JBL Raycon, there's so many of them and it's a really, really great, great company to work with because of the people, people yeah. there are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And you can't ask for people who are more invested than your success than the good people at Hirsch. So if you're going to be in ASI Fort Worth next week, go ahead and visit them at booth number 724. If not, head over to hirschpromo.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, do you need me to read one more pickup line or are you just going to hang up on me if I do? Sure. It feels like you want to. No, I don't think so. All right, we're good. Actually, I think that one of the one of the pickup lines was it feels like you want to. <laughs>